Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. This space was created to talk to people with all different kinds of jobs, hobbies, and interests, and to have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to speak to so many. I've spoken to musicians, comedians, doctor, lawyer, wrestlers, Reiki masters, and entrepreneurs as young as 13. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as that magic spark, how we show up in our life, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be, do, or have. So I believe from my heart that sharing these stories gives one the ability to expand their thinking, open themselves up for more self-expression, to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Diane Strand. She is an award-winning executive producer of JDS Studios and the TV show Spirit of Innovation, the first Riverside County local news and information program. She is the majority owner of JDS Video and Media Productions, Inc., JDS Actors Studio, and the founder of the nonprofit JDS Creative Academy. She is also a speaker and best-selling author, an entrepreneurship and breaking into the industry as an actor. Diane provides pathways for career opportunities in the visual, performing, and digital arts. Diane, welcome to the space. Okay, I think I'm here now. <laughs> you are here. Hello, hello. Hello. Wow. For the tech master, I was a little tech challenged there. <laughs> yeah, you made it. So happy you made it. Hi, Diane. Hello, Hollis. Nice to be here. <laughs> so glad that you were here. So I just read the tiniest bit about you. Uh, so before we dive in, maybe whatever you want to share, tell us a little bit more about you and then we'll find out even more. Well, thank you. I did hear some of the things that you said. So thank you very much for giving me such a, a warm welcome as I was trying to find that button. Uh, <laughs> very welcome. But, <laughs> I am the best way to describe myself is I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm a speaker. I'm a best-selling author. I'm a nonprofit founder. And I just truly believe that the arts level the playing field. And when you introduce uh, something that you can create, that everybody comes on the same platform and we all rise up together from there. So this was such an honor to uh, be introduced to you and be able to um, be a part of this. So thank you. 
Oh, thank you. And I am so grateful to know you and truly the the times that we've spoken, you're in the title that I put helping one person every day. You are truly that. There is no no BS in any of that. So that's what I'm excited for people to learn more about who you are and what your mission is. So thank you for saying yes. Oh, why thank you. Um yeah, you know, I see the help one person every day um, work in so many different ways. It's it's amazing. Just this weekend, I met somebody new, and they were, you know, they were kind of like, "Oh, you you wrote a book," and they were being all excited for what I do. And and I asked them what they did, and she said, "Oh, you know, I I, I just take messages, and I'm an answering service." And I said, "Do you know how important that is?" I yeah. said, "You know, my philosophy is is that you help one person every day, and you help the person that you took the message for, and that." gave you that message and so that is such an insp you know such a pivotal part in anybody and seeing how i helped her by loving more what she does in her day-to-day -day and seeing that there's the importance so now she can go on and realize that she's helping someone and you know i just see it work in just so many fantastic ways that is thank you for starting us off and sharing that because it's so important for everybody to hear that because I'm sure when you made that comment, did she stand up straighter? Yes, she did. Yeah. She sat up and she, you know, she followed me on social media and then she came and sat next to me and uh, we chit chatted and she is so invigorated by what, you know, she's like, I'm looking forward to going back to work. She goes, I thought I dreaded my job. And she goes, now I realize that I make a difference in my boss's life and in the people who call in and, you know, cause she's, a, she's a virtual assistant and she's just like, you know, it doesn't really matter. I get hired and, and fired in a day. And I'm like, no, it really does matter. You make such a difference. And she saw that. So it was amazing when I see it work. <laughs> it's life-changing. People want to be acknowledged and, uh, they want to be acknowledged externally, but most importantly is realizing that internal self-awareness to realize that you do make a difference in the smallest ways. Um, everything really is a domino effect. So um, thank you for shining light on this. And this is going to be a fun conversation. Yes, okay. So we're going to start with the would you rather, and then we'll dive in. So Diane, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? Personal chef. That was fast. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yes. yes. Oh, oh, that is that is the hardest thing. What's for dinner tonight? Oh my gosh, that is the hardest question that my husband and I ask each other. My kids and I all ask each other, and I never have the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I so, you know, there's a whole thing, which is a whole separate podcast, but <laughs> there's yeah. the people that um, live to eat, and they're the people that eat to live. Yes. So yeah. I'm a live to eat person. I'm not an eat to live. What, what am I? Basically, my my thing with food is I appreciate food, but I'm not, it doesn't like light me up. So I will eat because I have to eat. 
So for all of this time, whereas my husband, he's loves food. He's an appreciator of food. So we've had this ongoing debate where I'm like, this is what you love. Can't you just do it? Yeah. Well, I went, neither my husband or I love the cooking part. We both like eating. So I can't necessarily say I don't indulge into the foodie side, but not if I have to prepare it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So people listening, I want to welcome you. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, uh, we would love to hear your response too. Which would you rather have? Um, Okay. So let's dive into the first official, official question which is how do you define creativity? Well, I think creativity comes in so many different facets and shows up in so many different ways. Um, I think creativity is innovation, is a quick definition for it, is any time that you are infusing something with creativity, innovation is going to happen. And that's on so many fronts, whether you have to be creative in your problem solving, whether you have to be creative to go after what it is that you want, whether you have to use creativity in your day-to-day job and activities that you do, which I'm fortunate enough to be able to do. Um, I have creativity all around me. I work in the entertainment video multimedia digital space and i love it because our industry of creativity touches every other industry that's out there whether you are trying to write a message go after something that you want you're putting out a proposal in the business world you are creating television or launching a career as an entrepreneur Um, all of those things you have to be creative and when you are innovation happens so that's my definition Mm, yeah and let's dive into i completely agree um let's dive into your journey uh, because of you do so much uh, the beauty of what you do really is so much within the field of tv and production and video but there's so many aspects to it but if you could take us wherever you want to start you know more towards the beginning of things i would say but take us through some of your journey as to what you've done and how you've gotten to where you are please oh sure you know There's a great quote from Steve Jobs that you can't connect the dots looking forward. You have to look back. And when I look at, you know, all my dots that led me to where I am, you know, my journey is long. And one of the first dots really come out of second grade for me, if you really want to go back to the beginning, um, because in second grade, I was diagnosed dyslexia. I was struggling with reading and three things came out of second grade. The first being that if I put my mind to something, I can make it happen. And that started to really show itself. I wanted to play Betsy Ross in the school play and I had to teach myself how to read. I did it with 
photographic memory at the time and getting up there and auditioning. And I got to play Betsy Ross in the school play wow. as a fifth grader. Wow. Yes. And so that was me putting my will to work and teaching myself a way to make something happen that I knew was a huge challenge for me. And the next thing was that they had this candy sale at school and you know how they give prizes out if you sell the most candy and the grand prize and this is dating myself was a 19 inch black and white tv <laughs> and i really wanted that tv for my room and so i set out to sell the most candy now did i have help and support which only goes to show that you need help and support in everything that you do in life, no matter who you are. But I sold the most candy as a second grader and I won that TV. And so guess what? I still work in TV today. And again, you know, that's my entrepreneurial spirit. And you know, when I learned a lot, you know, my mom hustled me around. I went out to all the business parks and sold candy cute little second grader walking in going, hi, you want to buy some candy? And guess what? I sold the most candy. <laughs> so that's my first dot where I really see making a huge impact in my life. And then, you know, as I get, you know, the little dots that land, you know, even in high school, you know, I grew up in the early eighties in high school and, you know, things were happening in those times but what kept me connected to school and kept me present enough was wanting to be in the school play i had to get the good enough grades and everything else to be allowed to do that mm -hmm. so it kept me focused enough because i wanted to be in that play and that's what kept leading me all the way through and then you get to really big fun milestone dots you know i started my career, I always say what happens when you get your dream job is your first real job in the entertainment industry. I was a huge general hospital fan and that was where I landed right out of college working on general hospital. And that was such a thrill. And I went from general hospital to friends, to Veronica's closet, to Disney, to building the high def control room at Staples Center and working on some fantastic, you know, events like the Democratic National Convention in 2000, Barbara Streisand concerts, Eric Clapton concerts, streaming Laker games and, and Kings game and Avenger games from Staples all the way over to Japan when, you know, internet streaming was first getting started in the early 2000s and being a part of that. And, and I was a part of, you know, breakout TV of reality TV, the unscripted format. I worked in that. I have to say it was unscripted reality television that led me to jump. And I always say, pack your own parachute. And that's what I did. And that's when my husband and I became entrepreneurs and we started our own production company. And that was 2003. And 19 years later, haven't looked back. I have not only our award-winning production company. We have an actor studio that we've launched well over a hundred careers and then founded a nonprofit uh, visual performing and digital arts uh, 
Academy that teaches adults with developmental disability video production and job training so they can go off and live their dreams and we do plays and I have the television show that's broadcasted to 2.4 million people in Riverside County and I founded a three-day event called DigiFest which reaches out to everyone to be able to hopefully reach for their dreams as well. That's a long journey I just took you on. <laughs> oh my God. That is jam-packed. And I kept, I was going to interrupt, but then I was like, no, let her just finish. When you worked on General Hospital and Friends in these shows, were you acting or was it behind the scenes? I was behind the scenes at this point. I did start out as an actor. Um, you know, obviously you heard me talking about how being in the play was what kept me connected and and grounded. And so I hit LA wanting to be an actor. I was a dancer and an actor and I blew my knee out on stage performing mm -hmm. and I tore my ACL and Ooh. that kind of put my dancing career into the rear view mirror. And, um, I was still acting when I found my way backstage, my, that's where my entrepreneurial spirit really, kind of shines through. Um, in the early 90s, I decided that the best way for us all to get work was to be seen. And so how would we be seen doing our craft if we weren't on theater row in the middle of Hollywood? So I created a business called Images and Imagination Children's Theater, and we started producing plays and busing in students from the schools to see the arts in Hollywood. And we were performing on stage and it was through this entrepreneurial of putting it all together. I mean, I started, you know, of course I was the lead. I remember playing, uh, doing a couple of plays as one of the, the leads. And then I found my way really more enjoying the producing side and the writing, I have to say is what really um, for this dyslexia uh, young second grader who taught herself to read, I've turned into a writer. And that really started to come through in this first entrepreneurial venture because I was writing things, working the business side. I started writing some plays and that's when I uh, wrote some TV shows and then I sold a screenplay and my life really pivoted from selling that screenplay. Everything that you're saying is I just want to go back to that second grade where you're obviously an incredibly driven human being. So you don't, you don't take no for an answer. <laughs> like I am going to find a solution and going back to your definition that creativity is innovation. You are going to find a solution and you don't, you don't take, you don't take no. Pretty much. That's true. I used to say, and you know, I don't, define myself anymore as a problem solver because I found other ways to really better purposefully define myself. But I used to say, ask, I'm a problem solver. That's what I do as a producer is all those things, you know, I, I will figure out a way to make this happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's just so important for the listeners to hear this is that Yes, we could be given a label, we can be given all of these things from other people's perspectives, but we get to really make the choice. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And 
And here you are talking about focus and love that you said that no matter where we are that you need support, you wanted to win, you wanted to get the black and white TV and you did. And as a second grader, did you do this by yourself? No, but you were driven, you got the support and you got it done. Right. Right. And that is so true. I mean, today I have a whole team around me. I don't do it alone. I mean, my partner in life and business is my husband. Uh, we do it together, whether we're raising our businesses or we're raising our family. But, you know, I have wonderful, um, great friends who've turned into colleagues who are board members of the nonprofit and give me that emotional support, answer support, solution support. You know, I have a staff of 11 to 16, depending on whether we're in a pandemic or not. <laughs> and, you know, that all support and um, we all lead the mission together. You know, that's, um, you know, I, I found a way to lead a team to through creativity, you know, being creative because it's not easy, you know, to manage 12, 13 different personalities who have their own vision and creativity and plans for life and keep everyone on a positive uh, pathway to being able to serve a mission that, you know, no one's ever going to love it like you are. When you're an entrepreneur, that's the first thing you have to remember. No one loves your business like you love your business. And once you can start to understand that, but then start to coalesce everyone and bring them together you know it's under the culture and we created the hashtag jds family which you know has our immediate family as well as our extended family whether you're a client a student you know a watcher a viewer a participator or you know you're here making the magic happen you know and where you kind of stem from and then there's the whole family of jds businesses and and entities mm -hmm. well everything that I, I just that's an amazing quote no one loves your business like you do mm -hmm. it's yes <laughs> yes mm -hmm. But the art form, there is so much to what you just said, too, about leading a team and keeping that, um, just keeping the core, uh, creating boundaries for yourself, mm -hmm. but then also making it a nurturing, heartwarming space. There and, is such an art form to that. Hats off to you. Well, thank you. You know, I can't say that, you know, I'm we, you know, I'm human and, you know, we all step in it from time to time, but you have to be willing to, you know, sometimes say you're sorry. And, you know, I think that's, you know, yes. you know, in that sense of, you know, I, I work with people who I see them struggle with their challenges every day, but they show up. And that's what's so important is I'm a firm believer in communication. I'm a firm believer in you show up and you hold your commitments and um, and you make the momentum happen for you. And if you lead with gratitude, then there's nothing, you know, 
it happens all around you. There are bad days, you know, sometimes things don't go your way, but you keep showing up, you lead with gratitude and you turn it around, you, you let the momentum carry you. And if you have the, the ambition and the momentum to be leading with kindness, it turns around quickly. Yes. Yes. There's so many things that I want to touch on, but I do want to say too, yes, the, uh, the, when apologies need to happen, it, it goes a huge way for people to see your humanness. Uh, I can say in the classroom, there were multiple occasions where, um, I would apologize to the students and especially some days there would be, there'd be very stressful situations. Um, I, I was teaching with, in, in situations that were not like everybody being willing and interested in being in the art room. So there were days where I would get cranky and uh, I'd just be like, well, this is the way it is. And it kind of went against every way that I was. And uh, there were more than one, more there were many times I would say, look, I apologize. I was cranky yesterday and I didn't get enough sleep or I was just whatever. And the kids would really stop and listen. And they were very appreciative of that. And it just felt better for me. It's like, we're human. We're not, we're not perfect. And it makes, it just goes a long way. Yeah. And, you know, and you gotta, you know, there are things that when you're leading a team, if you can give grace, you do. But, you know, when, you know, I tell my team all the time, I make decisions what's best for the business because I can't make a decision what's best for every individual because then somebody will not be getting what it is that they need and that's not fair. Mm -hmm. So it comes back to nobody loves your business like you love your business. You know, I, you know, it, it is, I, you know, JDS stands for the initials of my three kids um, and our family and myself and my husband were all wrapped up in that JDS and it's very personal. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I was even talking to one of my employees and we were trying to put an ad together or, you know, a, and I said, we have to just go with what our mission is. I said, because I, I can't advertise one business over the other because they're all my children. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what is your mission? My mission is really to help one person every day. My personal mission, um, my arts mission for my business is to uh, bring the arts, which is visual performing and digital arts to everyone to show how it levels the playing field and that this is an industry that anybody can find a pathway to have a career of passion and live their dream out. Mm. Gosh, there's so much to speak of on this because from the acting, because I know that you work with people and how to get into acting. And in saying that quote, that everyone, you know, that it's open to everybody, that is a very hard gig. It is a very hard gig. This is not, um, you know, it's a very subjective industry. There's no doubt that you have to have, you know, a, a, as they say, a, you know, a, some tough skin and, you know, let it roll off your back. Um, and there can be a lot of 
no's that come your way in this industry, but that does not mean that you can't work in this industry. It's a multi-billion dollar industry and there's a job for everyone. Yeah. Of all walks of life from three-year-old to senior citizen, mainstream to special needs. And, um, it really does, um, include everyone. It's also a very inclusive industry, but you have to, you know, it, 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 there's a saying that just because it's simple doesn't mean that it's easy. And it's very true for this, this, this industry. It's, it's, it's simple. It's not brain surgery, <laughs> but it's not, it's not easy. There are a lot of steps that you have to take. You have to let your passion lead you. You have to uh, show up every day and you have to, you know, in life, you have to lead with a good intention. And then I truly believe that you can work. There are tricks and avenues that I can show you of how you can work in this industry. Now, am I going to tell you I'm going to make you a household name? No, there's no guarantee for that. Am I going to tell you that you're going to be rich and famous and live in Beverly Hills? No, I can't tell you that either. But you can work and make a living and get paid in this industry. And there are many ways to go about it, whether you want to be an actor, you want to be a director, a producer, a camera operator, you want to write, you like audio, you like the graphics and the digital media or the design aspect or makeup or hair or marketing or communications or social media. You like to design and do events. All of that plays a role in my world of creativity. Mm. Thank you for saying all that because it really makes it so expansive. Instead of thinking that it's one thing of acting and being on screen, there's so much that happens behind the behind the scenes and everything in order to make all of these things come to life. And when you said it's not brain surgery, my my husband uh, he's in he's a TV and film editor and. Um, he has a company called Mind Surgery. Mm -hmm. And he always says it's, he's been doing this for like 30 some years. He's like, it's not mind surgery. It's, right. it really isn't. But yeah, there's a process with everything. Uh, so thank you for expanding on that. And tell us about your nonprofit and how and why you got inspired to work with special needs. Um. Well, I met somebody that's always usually what inspires me is I meet somebody and something, you know, ignites within me and it takes me down a whole new pathway. And that's what happened. You know, it started at a chamber event, you know, doing what you do as a business entrepreneur, you show up, you meet people. And I met, um, I met somebody who asked me to meet somebody. And I was introduced to this individual who loved audio. And as they were sharing their passion, I could see it come through as they were talking about how they did some DJing and they liked how they could patch and they could raise the volumes. And he knew so much about audio already as a young 22 year old and but at the same time, this individual had a learning disability and meeting him. I knew if I was putting out an audition, uh, an, an 
an, uh, putting out an application because I was looking to hire an audio engineer and he applied, he would never make it through the interview process, which would be a shame because he could do everything that any entry level audio person could do. He already knew how to do that, but he couldn't get through the interview process. So I was asked if I would hire this person. And at this time, hiring this individual meant he was coming on as a paid intern, which was me as a business would cost me nothing, but I would supply a little job shadowing and a place for him to come and learn. And this was a paid internship. So I said yes, which is what I always do as an entrepreneur. You say yes, and for an opportunity. And he came in and within four months, I saw how he was learning, how he was collaborating with my team, how awesome it was. So I sat down and decided that we need to teach other individuals how to work in video production and multimedia and design and we had the capacity to fill that. We were already an established nonprofit teaching visual and performing arts. Let's expand to digital arts. And that's exactly what we did. And I wrote the Title 17 uh, job training program with my writing partner. And within six months, we were an approved vendor with uh, our Inland Regional Center to provide job training program through video production. And through those vehicles, they get to work on our broadcasted TV show, our broadcasted radio show. And they, from everything from some are writing, some are on camera, some are working the camera, some are doing the editing, some are doing the audio, whatever their most passionate interest is, is where we focus their training. And then now we're starting to place some of our own program participants in other internships at other companies and doing the work just like it started with us four years ago. And it's it's really a dream come true. You know, it's find a need, fill a need and inspiration. You said which just stuck stuck out to me was um, you said what they're most passionate about, what their most passionate interest is about. And I just see that kind of as a theme for you. Well, it is. I, I truly believe, you know, if you're, you know, if you're going to work your whole life, I mean, we spend the bet, you know, well, when you're in school in K through 12, you think it'll never end. Right. But <laughs> K through 12 ends, even if you go on to college, that ends too. And then, the rest of your life, you pretty much work, right? You have to want to get up every day and be able to work in your passion and your career and your choice, whatever that may be. And you got to be able to, um, you know, get up every day and be able to inspire somebody else. And if you're living your life of passion, you will surround yourself with others who live their life with passion and you will help everyone be passionate about what they do every day and think how much better our world would be right <laughs> it's it really is truly the domino effect and um just saying also and it may sound cheesy but you know i have a special needs brother and just for what you're doing i am just so grateful for these experiences that you're providing because it's truly seeing these individuals as people, as, as humans and passionate humans who have interests and abilities. And, um, 
just what you're doing is is special. Not everybody does that. So I just want to just give a shout out and say thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you for all that you do. Thank you. I, you know, it's, it, it does more, you know, for me, and I know that I'm making an impact on their life, but the impact that they make back on my life is tenfold to be able to see somebody who sat at home and sat on a couch and played video games because they couldn't communicate that they really wanted to be voiceover for a video game, or they couldn't communicate passionately enough because that really is a lot of times with somebody with special needs is they are not able to articulate and communicate the way supposedly us normal people can, right? In yeah. that, in that, in that vein to be able to impress upon the person they're communicating why they're right for that job or that career. And once we've removed that barrier, yes, they all they do is succeed. And those that have dexterity issues or speech issues, they can write fantastic. They might not be able to type, they learn how to talk in their phone. And that's what we do is we find the creative solution so they can be heard and be seen. And that's what they're doing. Amen to all of that. And let's take away that those, you know, I'm putting quotes around the word normal, because if we're quote unquote normal, there, there are many communication issues and barriers going on. We all have challenges yes. in these areas. So it's meeting people where they are and providing the, um, the vehicle and having the patience to be able to problem solve the solution. So just beautiful. Beautiful, yeah, I beautiful, love that. beautiful. Meeting people where they are. That's exactly what it is. Thank you. Yeah, we have to. Um, that's how we help each other. So in moving on to the second question, which it's some things that you've mentioned, but I'm curious, how do you for yourself incorporate more creativity into your own life? Well, um, you know, I come up with creative new ways to get um, my message and my passion out. Um, I believe in self-care. I, you know, love to stare at the ocean. So I make time for that and renew my creativity and my passion. My kids do a wonderful job of that as well. Um, you know, I, they, they love the arts. They've all been raised here at the studio, whether they're on stage performing or they're behind the scenes working the lights and the sound and you know, so we're a family of uh, creativity that is finding its way to its right pathway as, you know, my kids are emerging into adulthood and figuring that out. You know, that's, um, you know, what I do. I look around, you know, I, I look at those that have way bigger challenges that I than I do, but they find a way to get up and go every day and show up here and, you know, Miss Diane, what, what are we doing today? You know, and they're so excited. And, you know, I have a, a, a young woman who has cerebral palsy. She's in a wheelchair, but she is one heck of a little producer and writer and 
you know, she's looking for her internship and she loves the music industry. So we're hooking her up with some of Temecula's music people so she can go do social media for them. <laughs> so it's just, that's what recharges me. And, you know, when I see that stuff and they come in and they're just like, I'm excited for what we're going to do today. And I'm like, I am too. Let's figure it out together. Oh my God. Do you hear this, everybody? <laughs> I mean, seriously, you think of a person that has cerebral palsy and people may get, you know, I'm not going to speak for people, but I'm going to say for me, you could get an image of someone in a wheelchair and maybe deformities in their hands and, and all of this not clear speech. But what you're talking about is you're talking about a human being. You're right. talking about a human being that has passions, that has dreams, that has interests and writer, producer, social media, and they have something to say and it's creating the space for it to happen, meeting them where they are. It's just, it's so freaking exciting. It is. It is. Yes. Maybe, you know, when I, I could introduce you to one of these people sometime. I mean, they would, they've been on podcasts with me and different things and it's so much fun to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would, to I would love that. Love that, love that, love that. And I want to go back to what you're saying too, that self-care. So for you, what does self-care mean? Hmm. What does self-care mean? Um, you know, sometimes it, it comes in many different forms for me. Sometimes it's, you know, meditating, staring at the ocean, getting a massage, going out and listening to music with my friends spending a few hours sitting in my hot tub with my husband or family. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's going to enjoy a play, traveling, you know, that that's self-care. Um, I also believe self-care is um, self-development. You know, I take a lot of time. I, you know, I, I believe in being involved in masterminds. I believe in um, taking learning something new, you know, things are always changing and developing in the world. So learning new things, developing new ideas and is self care, because that makes me feel stronger and more confident. So I can be stronger and more confident to instill in others. Um, I, I think that's, you know, it, it comes in so many different forms, you know, sometimes it's, you know, getting in my car and driving a little fast. So. <laughs> bringing yourself joy, bringing yourself yeah. some adventure. Yeah. Still watching my soap opera, my favorite show, General Hospital. I, you know, I've, I loved it before I worked on it. I worked on it for um, eight, uh, just shy of 18 months. Uh, and I still watch it every single day. <laughs> you really, it's still on. It is still on. And I'm friends with a lot of the actors They live around me. They come to the studio. Um, you know, but I do, I sit down and get into that daily drama five days a week. You know, I, you know, it is my one thing I have stuck with. I started that, I think goes back probably pretty close to second grade for me. I got, you know, I had a babysitter who started me on general hospital. So. 
<laughs> the whole Luke and Laura. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I was in it for that. I do remember that. <laughs> but everything that you're saying, again, this is this is why we have these conversations, is that these self-care things that you mentioned, massage, listening to music, hanging out with friends, being with family, being still through meditating, staring at the ocean, all of these things need to be incorporated into our lives. They need to be part of our lives so we can have the passion, so we can have the ambition, so we can be able to communicate, so we can have all of these things because we have to be refreshed and actually know what we like and who we are in order to connect with others. Absolutely. Yes, yes. I mean, it, it, it's so important, you know, we have to recharge ourselves so we can charge others and you, you have to do that. You know, I, I'm, I'm a workaholic. There's no doubt about it. I, you know, there's nothing to do. Oh, okay. I'll open up my computer and I'll return an email or I'll yes. write a chapter in a book or I'll, you know, find some way to, you know, get something done. But I also know when I need to turn off and, or sometimes, you know, I, I can be a, you know, I, I can get close to burnout too, just like the rest of us. You know, I try and see the yeah. signs now more so than, you know, I did a few years back, you know, I would push through burnout and um, drive everyone crazy. And I try not to do that anymore, you know, <laughs> and, and be able to have a little bit, you know, comes with age and maturity. There's no doubt about it. You know, I, I now have a better understanding of who I am and my limits and, um, you know, where to push and where not to, but, you know, as an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm a self-starter, I'm a go-goer, you know, and, um, you know, I, I, I love what I do and it is a passion. And sometimes I get confused in that, you know, is this work or is this not work? <laughs> I, you know, sometimes I don't even know because they're all one in the same. And even if I'm scheduling a dentist appointment for my daughter, you know, it schedules around my business life that is that work? Is that family life? Is that, you know, so it gets confusing, but I, I, you know, I have perspective on it now. <laughs> I, <laughs> I could be any place and then all of a sudden be talking about what I do, the mm -hmm. my TV show, the book, it's just like anything. So yes, it gets completely enmeshed. I remember uh, recently driving just an example and I said to my daughter, can you just write this down for me? Because um, I just had this idea and I need you to write it down because I can't do it right now. And she's like, mom, like, do you, can you shut down? I'm like, no, no. Like I just, it needs to be done or else I will forget. And I don't want to forget. So I, I, yeah, I completely yeah. understand, but it is important. As you say, as we get older, we kind of gain some perspective and create some more boundaries. Yes. Uh, you know, it, that it comes with maturity and where you are in, um, you know, in developing, you know, as an entrepreneur, I'm actually, you know, in this kind of growth space, even now I'm creating a lot of our courses and curriculums to be able to 
go out to the rest of the world, you know, so you want to create a creative academy like me, I can show you how. And, um, you know, so I'm in this little bit of growth space, which sometimes it gets confusing. But at the same time, I've got a vacation coming up starting July 15th, and I'm very much looking forward to it. <laughs> Woohoo! Yes! <laughs> yes, yes, yes. How long are you going away for? Um, well, I'm, I am actually taking the 15th through the 29th off work. Um, but the week of the 25th is a work vacation, but at my beach house. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. All vacation. I'm off the grid, but (laughs) that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, before we move on to the last question I've been asking lately, and I'm curious, do you have any kind of a morning routine? I do. Um, you know, it, it switches up a little bit, but I try and always start with gratitude in the morning. You know, I, uh, I get up, uh, my regular kind of alarm go off is always 7am and I get up and I start with a little bit of gratitude and then I, I do usually check in on you know, what's, what's happening in the world over the last three years, there's always something happening in the world to check in on. But then I really move into some uh, journaling and that is what I try and do every day, you know, but I'm not a traditional journalist. I don't sit down with my book and write in that aspect. I am a talker, if you can't tell. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, I really take a few minutes and I um, talk into my phone and keep my journal there. And I just kind of share my thoughts of where I'm at and some goals that I'm looking to complete and um, what would be my one win for the day. And, um, And then I go about, you know, whatever the day kind of throws at me, I start checking my phone, looking through emails and notifications and getting ready and starting my day. I love asking this question because it's just so great to hear the different aspects of people. Some people have a very regimented like two hour routine. Some people are like, I really don't have, it changes and I don't want that kind of structure. Some people say, I've heard, you know, um, I wake up, open the door for the dogs to run out, grab my cup of coffee, listen to jazz while I'm just kind of staring at them. So there's such a, oh, I'm hearing, I'm hearing, there's, there's, I was here, I'm hearing me. Oh, now I'm not. Okay. I can hear you, but I was just hearing me. Um, So there's so much variety and I just really love what you just said, which I think really addresses how people, um, uh, how people process in different ways. So instead of just traditional journaling in a book, I love that you said that you speak it out because that's where your strength is. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, I, um, I'm a talker and I think things out much better when I can hear myself you know, even say things. And then I commit to myself as well. You know, sometimes, you know, it it may, I usually try and talk into my phone and hold it, but what changes up is 
sometimes I just talk to myself in the mirror. You know, it doesn't have to be recorded, you know, in that sense that I'm really going back and reading it. If it's something that I need to, you know, it goes in my note section if I need to like jot that one down for another time. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love that one win for the day. Yeah. Yep. That's Fine. really, really cool. Yeah. You find what we're going to say. Oh, I just, I just find what it is, you know, I, you, what would my one win for the day? And, you know, today it's a little bit more, um, personal. Um, I, I know that there's a situation that I really need to get involved in and help. So my win is for today, as I set out was to make sure that I can, uh, resolve this issue for one of my consumers. Um, mm-hmm. And that would be my win for the day. But you showed up in my wins this morning as well is to, you know, have a good conversation with Hollis. So there you go. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's going very well, actually. Well, good. Me too. <laughs> wouldn't think anything less. So wonderful, wonderful. Okay. So as we get to the third and final question, which kind of wraps everything up and puts a nice little bow on it is why do you think creativity is important? Well, I think we've been talking a lot about that as far as when you can um, bring a creative solution into a situation you know, not only does innovation happen, but usually you find a way to collaborate and bring more people in to what it is you're working on. It's it's such a team building phenomenon that creativity lends itself to. And I think that's the nature of the subjectivity of creativity, because we all have our own vision of how we're creative and what we're creative in doing. So when we're being creative and innovating and we open it up for collaboration, it just grows and grows and grows and everybody gets a little of that sprinkled fairy dust over them of creativity. Um, No matter, again, what industry you're in, Um, If your industry is creative by nature or even analytical by nature and you bring in that creativity perspective into it and you allow others to feed in their creativity, magic starts happening. And you can't, you know, there's not a, I I don't think there's a word to kind of describe it, you know, because it's, it's just something that that feeds on itself that comes out that when, you know, people start, you know, firing positivity off of one another, it's just, it's like a pinball machine. It just goes off. <laughs> it does. It's funny. I've used that analogy lately too. Um, um, yeah. It's kind of like you pull back the thing where the ball shoots out and then it's just kind of like ding, 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 ding. ding. Ah. And it's a visceral feeling The people that I find for me, I can speak. It's when I'm interacting and collaborating with individuals, it's a visceral like feeling. It's so exciting. And the synapses are just like, choo, choo, choo. It's like fireworks. It's like that. It's that it's, it's really, it's that natural high, that real true, 
endorphin buzz that happens when it, you know, they talk about it, you know, I, I hear them say it in the surfing world, you know, you get into that zone. But when you are creating, especially in my world, when you're creating the, you're on stage and you walk off stage and you just feel that, oh my God, what just happened? That was so sensational. I just feel so great, but I couldn't even tell you what just happened. And it was magic. Or you're sitting in the edit bay and all of a sudden it's like, that's the story. Oh my gosh, look at the story we're telling. Or, you know, I'm sitting in a meeting and two or three people and stuffed shirts, but all of a sudden we come up with this great idea of how to do better, whether we're, you know, talking about helping someone who has medical issues or helping somebody who needs to figure out how to creatively fund something. Well, what if we did this way? Oh yeah, I could do that. I know that person. Oh, can you introduce me? Oh yeah, I can introduce you. We can make that happen. Oh, I'm going to do that. And then you walk out going, oh, that was just such a fantastic meeting, wasn't it? And everybody's just bouncing off the walls and all we did was create more work for ourselves, but it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that just completely yes 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 you're like what just happened that was freaking you do you go into this zone of holy crap like we are just creating it that is where the magic is you're just on this whole other level and all the people that are in that space with you you are just like floating together um while connected just brainstorming and there's no judgment. It's just like flying out. It's incredible. Yes, it, it, it really is, you know, and, you know, I've been thankful to be able to create some pretty fantastic things and then have that energy around me a lot. And, you know, it, it is a little addictive. You know, I love it. You know, it, it really is. I love when we create magic and here we are, you know, creating a three-day film festival conference. Now we're creating a TV show and, oh my gosh, I just wrote a book and, you know, we're helping people do this. It's just, it's, it, it's just inspiring and, um, you know, and I want more of it. So I figure out new things to create and bring more people in because I just want more of it. <laughs> want more but it all goes back to this whole thing of helping yep. one person every day it's that's what the mission is so can you please let people know how they can connect with you and find out more about you oh absolutely well i'm all over social media whether that's looking for me personally at diane strand you can always search hashtag JDS family, and you would find JDS video and media productions, JDS actor studio, JDS creative academy, which is the nonprofit and get involved in the arts or, um, being able to, um, be a part of what our mission is. And then you want some news and information. You can watch spirit of innovation and then come be a part of our film festival at Digifest and uh, share your creativity. And we would love to um, bring you into our world of um, visual performing and digital arts. I am so jazzed after speaking to you, Diane. Thank you so much for taking this hour to chat and just share your goodness. So appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you too. And uh, the message that you're putting out there um, is, is a very special one. So thank you.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So before we say our official goodbyes, is there anything that you feel like you that went unsaid? Any quick things you want to share? Or are you good? Uh, I think I'm good. You know, if there's anything that I can do to help your audience and bring value, please reach out. Um, if you're looking to have a career in uh, visual performing or digital arts, you know, I can help you open up some doors in that way or, you know, my book would too. So, but thank you for that opportunity, Hollis. Perfect, perfect. Of course, everything will be listed in the show notes and everything. So you can reach out to Diane personally. So everybody, I want to thank you so much to those who are joining us live. Truly appreciate you, those catching the replay. This space is all about inspiring each other, sharing stories and connection. It is truly all what it is about. Um, I believe we've always needed this, but I think we need it now more than ever, more than ever. Thank you, Terry. Um, so please like, follow, share all of that. So we can just reach more people and lift more people up. So that being said, wherever you are listening in the world, I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, and look forward to connecting again soon. So goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Goodbye. Feeling inspired. Let's just get rid of this, throw away this whole perfectionism thing, this whole concept that we have to know how to do everything. You know what? You don't. <laughs> Let's just do things and try things and realize what we like and what we don't like. It's all part of the process. The self-awareness feels so good. You feel more connection to yourself, connection to others, and huh? be a happier, more joyful person. Just imagine that. So you are where you are in the process. So you can dip your toe in the water to try new things at a slower pace, or you can dive right in. Here at I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, we meet you where you are. So there are so many ways to check us out. Explore our experiential kits. They have everything in them that you need to try new things. You don't have to buy anything else but this kit and just explore. There's Creative Shui, which is seven elements to join happiness. Through the Publishing House, Express Yourself Publishing, multi-author books, copy books, solo book opportunities. It is all about expression, all about it. And it's, again, just trying these things and realizing what you're good at. Don't all of a sudden think that you only fit into one box because we don't. We are not made for boxes. <laughs> there is also my TV show, I Am Creative check it out. The links are all in the body of this podcast. You can just click the link and you know what? Don't say, oh, maybe I'll check it out tomorrow. Life's too short. Just click it. See what it's about. There is honestly no judgment. It's all about exploring the possibilities, expressing yourself and expanding your thinking. I will give you the website, which is imcreativephilly.com. So I am creative Philly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And just remember that you are an expressive being, so own it. I am looking forward to hearing your story because we all have one. <laughs>